When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Engel. Die Dickens. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. This is round number seven. We are tackling covers this week, cover songs, songs by artists that we love of other artists that we love and uh, sharing them with each other. I'm here with my best friends from high school, Derek Brain, Rich Air, Chris Nashawadi, Bill Federko, and myself, Thomas Golovich. We've been sharing music with each other for many decades now, ever since our times in high school. And we are now sharing them to each other, but we're bringing you along. So you get a chance to hear some of the cool deep cut finds that we have found and are sharing. It is Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Round 7 covers is the theme tonight. Welcome to the show. So obviously this is a little bit of a, of a, a step aside from our usual years challenges, and it's interesting. We've done a couple themes and sort of our sort of our our, our our attempted versions of this, and the themes are tricky, I find. And I'm curious if you guys found the same situation because I feel like I'm searching very differently. And uh, anybody in particular have a, a a really easy time with the covers search? Easy? Easy? No, no. I wouldn't say you had an easy time. Easy to find a lot of stuff. Hard to yes. had a lot of to, had a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, so it was a fun really hard to filter. What was let's talk about criteria, Chris? Did you have a criteria at all when you were trying to select, or did you keep a guiding? Not really. You know what I did? I sort of like I didn't dig too hard. I sort of went with the ones that immediately sprang to mind for me, and I wrote down you know just off the top of my head about ten of them, and I sort of narrowed that down a little bit, and then you know I did like a sort of perfunctory search. And I was like, nah, those aren't as good as, as the ones I originally thought of because I originally thought of them for a reason. You know what I mean? That they really right, right. leapt out to me. So you went with your gut. I went with my gut, there my you. sizable gut. <laughs> Bill, what did you go with as far as your um, approach? Well, I first started thinking about um, doing uh, the same band. Mm. So, you know, like Beatles or Dylan or Cohen or uh, Velvet Underground. And then I thought, what if I did the same song? but by two different people. Like um, Leave Me Alone is uh, by New Order is done by both Chappaquiddick Skyline, which is Joe Pernice. It's also done by Destroyer or The Psychedelic Furs Ghost, which is done by uh, Counting Crows. And it's also done by Robin Hitchcock. And then I abandoned all that. Duncan, Duncan Cheek too, right? Yeah, done by a bunch of folks. And then I abandoned that and went with what I think is the best cover band, period. And I'll save that for when I make my pick. Okay, fair enough. Ooh, nice. a teaser, a teaser. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, how about you? Did you uh, was there a family member involved in this search, or did you do this one solo? <laughs> kind of, there, there was actually, but because uh, I've got a little bit of country this week, and, and a little bit of rock, a and, little roll. Bit of rock and roll too. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of country played in our house, so I'm giving a nod to that. But to the Osmonds, similar to Bill, I had a kind of a direction I thought I was going to go on a path, but then it quickly disintegrated into just you know I had a lot of fun 
discovering new covers and uh, rediscovering old covers that I had forgot existed and ended up picking, kind of going with my gut and just picking the ones that I really liked and enjoy listening to this last week. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Derek, was it a gut week for you? Uh, half gut, half new discovery. I think one of them I knew immediately because it's just a, a song I listen to a lot and then also one that I discovered going along. But I don't know. I love I love bands doing covers. I, I found so many things that were things that I remembered, things that I hadn't occurred to me before. Uh, I kind of like it as a genre. I it was really exciting. <laughs> it was really fun. Also, I just, think we could probably do like four shows like this. Yeah. yeah. But also remind me of like great cover moments, like being in college and like the coolest college band of our school on Halloween where there's like a strobe light and the lead singer's dressed like a nun and they play Diane by uh, Husker Du. And it's just so great. Right. Uh, just from kind of remembering certain moments like that of seeing bands playing a, a cover. You're saying it would, would, the person was not actually a nun? Uh, not as I know, but, you know, a <laughs> kind of swarthy, sweaty guy in a band called Suede. <laughs> swarthy, sweaty nun. Yeah. Okay. You know, in a band called Suede Wicked dressed up like a nun uh, was a pretty cool thing. <laughs> I kind of got overthought it a little bit and I thought like, what makes a great cover? So I thought a little bit about, well, I always love when a cover helps me recontextualize the song and think about like, what is special about that song? So part of it is curation. Like, what did they select? Like, did they select something really obvious or something really cool? Part of it is also like, did they turn it into something new that feels really fresh and an original take on it? Like, did they understand the song in a way that maybe even the artist didn't understand and they found a good approach? And then I thought a little bit about like, how do they make it themselves, like theirs, that it's undeniably their cover. Like they added something really unique to it. So that was kind of the criteria I tried to hold up to. And it was uh, it was hard, honestly. Like I had a really hard time finding stuff. Why don't we start? Let's see. Uh, Derek, why don't we start with you? Do you have... Uh, actually, we started with you. Did we start with you last week? Not sure. Not sure. But um, I don't think you have to be fair about it. If Derek wants to go, let him go. All right. Let him go. Let the man go. All right, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> let him go. Let him go. All right. I have a soft spot for the monkeys. I th- yeah, you do. I, um, <laughs> you know, I, just, I also th- I think growing up, what was on TV for us was still like really kind of conservative and, you know, a little something strange like the monkeys was really exciting and when i hear their music it still kind of hits a certain uh spot in for me partially from watching that show when i was a kid but also because they're really great songs obviously they didn't always write a lot of the songs and you know how much they contributed changed over time but regardless of how they were formed they're a great band and put out great music, but I also love the wedding present and the wedding present um, on their hit parade record did the song Pleasant Valley Sunday written by uh, Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Carol King has an awesome demo version of this. I sort of went down and listened to all these different versions of this song, which was a fun part of this process as well. But I remember listening to this record, the hit parade a lot in a certain time in my life. And I always, Really got happy when this song came on. This is Pleasant Valley Sunday by the Monkees originally, written by Carol King, Jerry Goffin, by the Wedding Present. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, round seven. Mm-hmm. 
I just love the wedding presents so much, man. They make me so happy. Absolutely. Uh, That's a really good version. They also did the theme from Shaft on this record, if I remember right. Yep. And the original Challenge song is a cover as well. (laughs) (laughs) David Gedge and Band. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, there was an interview recently and he was talking a little bit about Sea Monsters and how like nobody seemed to like that record when it came out. But I remember I was... We love it now. That was like my, that was my breakup record. Like I just listened to that record over and over again when I broke up with a girlfriend. Corduroy. Oof, man, what an album. Absolutely. And before that was like Bizarro and that had Kennedy on it, which is still one of my favorite songs of all time. And oh my God, here's to the wedding present. Corduroy. Great stuff. Great pick. I almost played uh, the un- the untouchable Stepping Stone, Derek. Which Whoa. I wish you had. That's such a great song. Yeah, that's a good one too. Great song. Which is done by the Monkees, but I guess it was a Paul Revere and the Raiders song. I think originally still a cover by the Untouchables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a cover of a cover. Yeah. How about that? It was. Uh, yeah. From from uh, there's still time. Maybe I will. The yeah. first two uh, people that they originally brought on to write uh, music for the Monkees, I think, wrote that song as well. Nice. It wasn't Carol King. But it's, I mean, lyrically, this song is such a great yeah, terrific. song Song about suburbia. Yeah, yeah it's you know, great. It has that great Good stuff. Rich, why don't you uh, take up the next spot? Oh. What would you like to okay. bring to the table? And this was a tough, really tough decision. There's so many great covers, um, and I'm still debating as I'm stalling right now. <laughs> but I think I'll go with um, one of my favorite bands from the 90s, covering one of my favorite bands from the 80s. Massachusetts band, Dinosaur Jr., doing... Just Like Heaven. Nice. Of The Cure. Classic. Just great version of it. I think even Robert Smith loved this version so much that they started playing it differently in, in concert because of the Dinosaur Jr. version. It was originally recorded for a compilation album back in 89, but Dinosaur Jr. took it off because they liked it so much and saved it for themselves and then released it a couple of years later. But I'm going to keep this brief and get to the song. There we go. And I was actually thinking... Some of these covers, you don't know. It's just, <laughs> Wait, was that was, was that? Was, sorry, no, no, no. I just had a. I just had so a, much for brief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep this brief and get right to it. But, but while I'm on that subject, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about my mother. Tell us more. It would be kind of cool to do just play the song without introducing it, and then let everybody try and figure out what song it is. Because <laughs> yes, some of these are they're so different and sound. This one isn't, but um, well, that ship has sailed, my friend. So. <laughs> 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 Maybe next right. time. Yeah, the next song we should play. Guess the song. Yeah. yeah. Maybe my next song, I'll uh, I'll chat it to Tom. That's fair. Directly, and then he can play it. But for now, let's let's do "Just Like Heaven" by Dinosaur Junior. It's deep cuts. I'm not afraid to 
festival waiting for the beat to drop for that part. <laughs> it's like a DJ's worst nightmare. Totally. <laughs> yeah, how do you cue that one up? I swear, like half the time you're just sort of like, can I get a smoke out of this? Like, no, I can't get a smoke out of this. It's not going to happen. The original of this came out when we were seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit to get a certain, I always get a little wistful mm. when I hear this one. This was kind of the song that Liz Plaster and I thought of as our song. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Uh, do tell. Do tell. I'm just saying. It has, a, you know, that high, it has that high school high school love aspect to this song for me. It was just like that. I'd say, sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Liz Plaster. Yes. All right. Billy Federico. She'll be very excited to listen to it. <laughs> yes, no doubt. <laughs> oh, boy. Is it me? Yeah, it's you. You're up. All right. Woo! So I said I'm going to just play uh, the band I think is the best cover band, period. And that's the Afghan Wigs. These guys can cover anybody. They've covered Prince, New Order, The Police, Bowie, Barry White, Frank Ocean, Jose Gonzalez, The Ass Ponies, The Supremes, Sharon Van Etten, Usher, TLC. And that's where I'm going. I'm going with TLC. The song Creep. Uh, this is 1996. I didn't even know this song. So when I got the Honky's Ladder EP and heard this song, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I thought this was an Afghan Week song. I mean, Greg Dooley's talking about infidelity and he's apologizing for it, but not really. Um, <laughs> like this is perfect Afghan Week's territory, right? But it's actually a TLC song. I, I wasn't you know, well-versed in my 90s R&B, so I had no idea. But the song is just so funky. Uh, the wigs just... They're aesthetic. Whenever they do a cover, they just make it their own. And that's what I think is so remarkable about them. So without further ado, it's Creep by Afghan Wigs.
Uptown Avondale uh, EP, right? Yes. And I feel like we all discovered it. Yeah, which was also which was uh, Supremes. Come see about me. It had Beware. Yeah. It had Band of Gold. Uh, True Love travels on a gravel road. Mm-hmm. Yes, all, all all Motown Motown songs. I think that was like the first time I thought like, oh wow, the, yeah. the Wigs is like more than just a rock and roll band. Like they're actually interested yeah. in soul music and they're they're kind of doing their own variations of it, obviously, but. That was to me like kind of like a great sign. This is a great extension of that. Yeah, du- Dooley loves Motown and soul music. Bill, what were you doing in the '90s? Do you manage to escape the sort of cultural reach of TLC? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think I listened to the radio. I guess that was it. Right. I listened to ZBC, which was the right. Boston College radio station. But um, I guess I didn't listen to the radio. Right. I feel like something just like you know, like I I didn't even know waterfalls until recently. Getting a soda at any convenience store at a certain certain point when this was I feel like this was an inescapable TLC has what one eye or something or what's her name left, left eye, eye. <laughs> Lisa left eye R.I.P. R. Bill you're really saying too much right now <laughs> <laughs> she died in a horrible accident oh she's dead yeah yeah oh Jesus um, way to go way to step in it yeah yeah geez I'm, bring, I'm bringing the whole show down breaking news <laughs> but shout out to TLC. Shout out to TLC. I saw Rich had a potential TLC song. Yeah. Is that right? That was that two TLC songs on our list. How did that happen? I'm not going to pick it now, but. Uh, <laughs> no, do two <laughs> TLC songs. Yeah. They're great songwriters, apparently. Brilliant. Apparently. Is that like, is that like allegedly? <laughs> no, no, apparently. No, no, no. no it's it, Waterfalls. I, I absolutely adore the song. It's great. I'll give it up for Waterfalls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Debating it right now you should play it mm. all right <laughs> i don't know the fans still well, want it i didn't even know the song waterfalls until recently so i yeah i'm just i, I totally miss 90s r&b i don't know i'm sorry wow bill you're in for a treat <laughs> okay good all right chris where do you want to take us uh i guess i'll go to my mystery track now thomas um, <gasps> so if you want to cue that up it's i'm all i'm gonna say we can talk about it afterwards you're gonna make us guess it's from 1988 and uh you'll know it the second it starts but it's uh this band's third album, and it's the final track. So, Thomas, uh, hit it. Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 7. It's covers. Chris Nashawati's pick. 
I just imagine the joy of watching this band play this cover. Just like watching the Feelies. I've never seen the Feelies live. Did anyone here see the Feelies live? Yeah, we saw. Yeah, them. they opened for who did they open for? Uh, who's Gerdu? I feel like we always keep going back and forth on it. Who's Gerdu? Who's Gerdu? I find that so unbelievable. I thought they opened for REM. But Both. Okay. It was REM's Life First Pageant and Who's Gerdu's Warehouse Tour. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I think you might be right about Who's Gerdu because I don't think I saw REM on that tour and I definitely saw the Feelies open for someone. So I think it would be, they def- the first time I saw them live was definitely Who's Gerdu. Hmm. Nice. The church opened up for Echo. And they had two drummers, I believe. Yeah, they sometimes did, right? Yeah. As you're wanted. But I love the pace of this song. I, I think it's just so... Crazy rhythm. Yeah, it's it really is. It's just so fast and great. The guitar at the opening is just really terrific. So uh, anyway, this was the, actually the first cover that, that leapt into my mind when we came up with the idea for the show. And uh, yeah, I think in episodes to come, I mean, this album came out in 88. I think it's likely that you'll hear another song from this album when we get to that year yeah. for me. I think so. Nice. Yeah, the Feelies are so great. I have a similar relationship with the Feelies as I do the wedding present is that it was meditation music. It was like fast and energetic, but it also felt like just guitar rock. You just can't stop your hand from moving as if you're playing guitar with them. They're just so great and just so hypnotic and beautiful and fantastic. Yeah. The Feelies also had a nice kind of sleepiness about them too. Yeah. I always appreciate like, like In a way, kind of like Luna, the, um, I, it, there's that sort of vibe to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I was listening to The Good Earth today and that, that was like a really very pastoral album that I it was easy to sort of like work to yep. and really just sort of uh, absorb in the background. So yeah, I, I just think it's, they're a great band and I've seen them several times. I just, I think they're great. Hoboken's finest, right? Yeah. Very, very true. All right. Well, uh, for my pick, I went with, uh, our overlords, the French and found a cover of, they'll be very happy to hear that. <laughs> yes. It's a French band covering a French band. And I thought, well, one of the things that's really fun is when you hear, artists who figure out what the qualities of a genre are. And like, this is a cover of Daft Punk. So it's a cover of Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by a band called Uminski. I could find almost no information about Uminski. Uminski is essentially a dude. His name is, I think I scribbled it down somewhere, but uh, he basically was an arranger and a song producer and you know didn't have a whole lot of releases, but this is one of them. And it was a self-released track in 2003. It's pretty obscure. And what I also love about Daft Punk is Daft Punk were really big into making samples and taking a sample of a funk track, in this case, they took Cola Bottle Baby from Edwin Birdsong and they turned it into this cool electro sort of dance anthem in Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. And I love what Uminski did was they took that concept and they went one step further and made it into a punk rock song. So that's what we got here. It is the band Uminski, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, cover of Daft Punk. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 7. Enjoy. <laughs>
so satisfying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I think you're uh, the winner of at least two awards tonight. Uh, the Suck Up to the French Award, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. for sure. <laughs> uh, and also the deepest Mariana Trench deep cut. Going with a French disco hardcore version. Of yeah, but he usually wins that award. Uh, it's not going, yeah. He does. He does. Yeah. I think that the headline here is the suck up to the French award. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I like that, though. To our French overlords. This one's for you. Right. <laughs> Viva la France! That was great. Well done, Tommy. Thank you. I still I'm just going to step out to grab some fresh brie. I'll be right back. <laughs> I still remember. I used to do a radio show at KCRW, and this thing came out in 2003, which was around the time period that I was doing the radio show. And I just would play this thing and just go completely crazy inside the studio. And it was such a fun <laughs> release of energy. But they also remind me a little bit of like Phoenix, who's a band I really love. And I love how mm, love Phoenix, like Phoenix has that track Funky Square Dance, which I think I played from their debut album, yeah. Un- yeah. Uh, United. And it's such a weird hybrid of genres. So you get a sense that like certain French bands and a lot of them seem to be very open genre wise. And so it's exciting to hear something that is committed to punk, committed to electro, committed to dance all at the same time in a really fun way. So very fluid. There you have it. Nice. Ooh. Derek, would you like to uh, transition us out of here? Where do you want to go? I'll transition. I don't know if we're necessarily getting all the way out of there. I'm sure you have a smooth segue from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's been great about this is that when certain bands do covers of other bands' songs, you kind of makes you realize things about those songs. And when um, the Breeders did this particular Beatles song, it kind of reminded you of how, I don't know, just just how out there they were sometimes. And The, the Breeders or the Beatles? The Breeders. The, the breeders. breeders playing the Beatles. Right. And Breedles. Who was out there? Well, the Breeders didn't change that, the song that the Beatles wrote that much in a way, in terms of how they played it and how they arranged it a little bit. So it just, it's obviously, it's vastly different, but it makes you realize what the Beatles were doing so long ago was- Really special. You know, how cool, how cool it was. But it also reminded me of just how amazing- the rhythm section of the sort of the closest thing we have to kind of an alternative uh, supergroup, Kim Deal, the Pixies, Tanya Dolany, the Throwing Muses, but the rhythm section, Britt Walford and Josephine Wig, the drawn drums and bass, like just how great they were. They were such a great rhythm section. But uh, this is uh, the Breeders from their album uh, Pod from 1990, doing the Beatles, uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun uh, from the White Album. Oh, yeah. Deep cuts, lost and found, round seven. She's not a girl, this is much. She's well acquainted with the touch of a velvet hand, like a lizard on a window pane. Man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. His eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust.
talk about a cover where you never quite know where you are. <laughs> What's going on? Oh my God, that was great. But it was interesting to go back and listen to the Beatles version of it and just hear things that hadn't really occurred to me at the time. Just they have these sort of really sharp kind of cutting little guitar parts in it. Just as it just sounds so far ahead of its time. Absolutely. When sort of listening to it. And that's the White Album, right? 1968? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 68. It's funny because the, the Beatles is in a weird way a band that's underrated because we get so used to thinking of them Wait as, a second. Really? There's a hot take. <laughs> There's a hot take. But Tommy, I'm behind you 100%. Can you say that? I think that- They're, they're, they're even better than their reputation. They're even better than their reputation. And I'll, I'll say this, that we get so used to like having to kind of salute the flag of the Beatles that you forget how incredibly avant-garde they are, how much variety is there in their songwriting. Yep. When you think about this particular song, when it goes into like the more melodic bit, it comes so easily. You're just like, holy Toledo. It's like a perfectly formed melody. It's like Prince was able to do that. There's like a few artists over the years that could just throw away a melody like it's nothing and just have it be perfect on delivery. And I feel like the Beatles can do that like nobody else. So yeah, I will stand by that. I think that they're still underrated. I like it. Hot take, hot take. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> but they were working so fast. Like, you know, they were kind of, True. this was a job and these studios are really expensive. I mean, they would go in there and they would, they weren't spending, you know, months in the studio. They were doing this stuff really quickly and coming up with all these innovative things and doing all these amazing arrangements. Like, like our podcast. Really, really fast compared to what people do now. Fab Five. <laughs> we are the Beatles of today. <laughs> all right. Where are we going, Rich? Derek touched on something. It covers, they can either be a slight tweak from the original version or they can be 180 degrees different. But I think what makes a good cover is the original song and how good it is. I sort of realized going through the covers that I, you know, that there were some covers that it didn't sound that much different, but the band that did it, it just fit with their style and they just did a minor tweak, but they made it their own somehow. Whereas uh, this one is an example of one that's complete is sort of 180 from where it is, but it still sort of highlights the song the words and just kind of the meaning of it. And it's the song that they're covering is a band that also does great covers. They're also been probably one of the more covered bands in the last 30 years themselves, but they do great covers themselves. I'm not going to announce who it is. Oh, oh God. Oh. Well, that makes my job harder. I chatted it, direct messaged it to you, which one. Oh, it's another mystery. Oh, I see. Okay. Is this on. the way we're playing this from now on? I just wanted, it's just fun to listen to these sometimes when they're so different and true, but you'll, you'll get it pretty quickly who it is. Agreed. And I'll say this is actually on my short list as well. So my, my respect, mm-hmm. my respect. Great song. Um, and a, by a new, relatively new upcoming artist, maybe in a different, slightly different genre. But uh, anyway, take it away, Tom. Rich Air's pick, Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 7 Covers. Selling kids for food Where the changes moves Spring is here Reproductive land He's a wonder like sour 
our pretty songs and likes to sing home and likes to shoot his gun, but you don't know what it means. You don't know what it means to love someone. So good. Very nice. Well, that was a journey. That was good. Yeah. That's my pick so far. I'm, you know, I don't mean to tip my hand when it comes to voting for favorites, but that's yeah. that's got my vote right. But when now. those horns came in, that last oh. little end section was like, ooh, mm. toasty tree. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know Sturgill Simpson all that much. But, oh, um, you were in for a journey, my I friend. I know, I know. I got some catching up to do. This will be fun. His voice is so rich. Yes. How do you get a Sonorous. I mean, has he got sonorous voice like that? Like, he's got an extra lung or something? <laughs> yes. How do you do that? As a matter of fact, he has a rare condition: three lungs. <laughs> right. Jeez. He's he's fantastic, and the journey of his records is also a really enjoyable experience because every his last album was angry. Yeah. Sound and Fury was very angry. How old is he? He's I'd say late thirties, mid thirties. Close to us, but younger. He's younger than us. Yeah, like, yeah. I think so. Every Everyone is. Everyone is. <laughs> Have you guys heard uh, Chris Cornell's version of Billie Jean? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's another really good cover of a 
you know. Just, Are we going to start talking about all the songs we almost picked? I, I want to. I really, I really want to. Because that is fine. I really want to. That's your thing. That's, That's my shtick. I got to say, Rich, though, it's such a great pick because, number one, it allows you to look at the Nirvana song in a totally different way, yeah. which I really love about it. And it kind of gets you back to the brass tacks of, like, Nirvana was a great songwriting band. Like, they wrote great songs. We didn't even say the name of the song. We all know what it is. It's in bloom, but none, none of us actually said it. Yeah, but it's the Johnny Cash hurt effect. Yeah. Right. And it, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think there's a... Tori Amos did Smells Like Teen Spirit, and I was just like, Whoa. I like that version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost about to play it, just to show you. <laughs> well, Bill, that, that puts you on the spot. Where would you like to take yes, us? Yes, I'm going to play Tori Amos. Duh-uh. That's exactly right. Yes, it's true. And I do like her t- Smells Like Teen Spirit version. She does a whole album of covers called The Strange Girls, Strange Little Girls, which I believe is a book Nash is working on. Uh, just kidding. I don't, I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> what are you dragging him into this? <laughs> like, what, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a, um, it's, uh, it's Rattlesnakes. It's a cover of a Lloyd Cole song. She also does it, uh, Enjoy the Silence, which is brilliant on this record as well. But, uh, what I really like about this is, um, hearing a woman sing the song because the song is about, you know, a woman who's kind of suspicious of men. She reads Simone de Beauvoir in her American circumstance and she's leery of sleeping uh, because of the needle in the hay, etc. So this is uh, Tori Amos doing Rattlesnakes by Lloyd Cole. Here we go. Cause there were always needles in the hay 
She says a girl needs to come these days on account of the rattlesnake. Hey, on account of the rattlesnake. the verdict guys well these guys are women haters so i i I'm no 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 it's nice i, I mean i just <laughs> no. oh i love the original so much yeah. that it's you know it's sort of a pale comparison but i love her take on it yeah for the it did kind of really just make me want to hear the lloyd Colvin, which i love she completely abandons the tune and the beat of the original song yeah which is a very interesting move i think um sometimes i love a cover because they do something radical with it and sometimes i like it because they you know just put their own voice to it but um this one, I, I I I think she captures the character of the song in a way. I agree with that. In a way that Lloyd couldn't because he couldn't inhabit yeah. the woman that was the the protagonist of his song. Oh, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. hmm. There you go. Because it's a it's a woman who's. I mean, the way I was always interpreted is it's a woman who's suspicious of men. It's a woman's story. Yeah. Right. I mean, men are the needle in the hay. She's keeping a gun because of all the the rattlesnakes out there. Yeah. And the rattlesnakes are men, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think Lloyd was a little bit like pushing it by thinking that he could speak for them, but uh, you know, clearly he didn't. He actually, you know, he heard the song. He I don't think she asked him or anything. She played it and he uh he said, oh, you know, the, I like what she did with it. She does a really good version if you look for it online. Like she does versions on like Conan or uh, the late shows, and she's got, you know, the two pianos and whatnot. She's just a, a very interesting person. Yes, I know there's the Lilith Fair, you know, comments about her. She's, but I think she's more than just a Sarah McLaughlin. Nothing wrong with Sarah McLaughlin. I agree 100%. No, I mean, she, she really inspires some really serious fandom. I mean, mm-hmm. people really love her and she really touches her fans in a way that's super important. Yeah, she's very interesting. And I've never been a huge fan of hers, but I, I understand why she's as important as she is to a lot of people. Yep. It's not a karaoke version by any stretch, which I like. You know, a lot of bands do karaoke versions of covers, and this is not that by any stretch. Yes, it makes me want to hear the original, but um, I like the fact that she did her own thing with it. I went to see the Lilith Fair when they came to, I don't know, Great Woods or something. My brother was playing keyboards for Tracy Bonham, the mother, mother, remember? Mm -hmm. Mother, mother, yeah. yeah. Really? Because they went to school together nice uh at a certain point i think at, at berkeley so he played keys with her so I, i've been to a, i've been to a lilith fair how was the experience uh show of hands i mean i liked tracy <laughs> i liked seeing tracy bonham but i there was i didn't enjoy the, the bands <laughs> that that much that particular incarnation tour yeah well chris you can uh, take us into new waters if you'd like okay i will take you into some new waters my friend um <laughs> some deep waters mm-hmm. actually i think i i you know we talked about the awards that tom has won tonight i think i'm about to claim one myself uh if i can toot my own horn <laughs> are you allowed to claim your own award like that toot away toot <laughs> this will be the the cover that is most removed from the original in terms of years 
So this cover is that a category? Yes, it appeared. This cover appeared. <laughs> it is now. This cover appeared seventy-seven years after the original. Seventy. Okay. So the original was uh, recorded or composed in eighteen ninety-six by the German composer Richard Strauss. <laughs> No one's expecting a Strauss cover to Wow. But this is getting in the Tom territory. <laughs> Wait, I've got a Bach cover coming. And then in 1973, the Brazilian keyboardist Deodato made a funky ass version of The Spreck Zarathustra. So it was in, uh, not his version, but Strauss is obviously as famous from being in 2001, the Stanley Kubrick movie. This one is so jazzy and funky. It's got Ron Carter on bass, Stanley Clark, Billy Cobham on drums, like big jazz names. An interesting footnote is one of my best friends from college, this guy, Joe Shepley, his dad was a jazz session musician and he played on everything from like Fresh and Up commercials to like the Three's Company theme song to like serious jazz records with Herbie Hancock and and whatever. But he's on this record, which is just a little shout out to him because he was a real character. But anyhow, the song is also Sprech Zarathustra from the Prelude album, 1973, Deodato. I defy you not to like get funky with it because it throws it down hard. So here we go. <laughs> it's deep cuts. <laughs>
want to say because it's like played this all night long. It's so great. Ugh. It's a nine minute song, so you gotta you know, <laughs> house. Yeah, you gotta pick your poison on it. But uh, it's fucking stellar. That's funky. It's so funky. It's no switched on Bach, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Everybody playing on this is over just delivering. The drums are amazing. Ron yeah. Carter on bass. It's just yeah. it's sick. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I love that keyboard sound. Kind of like Fender Road. Yeah. So good. Uh, I love it. What a great nice pick, one. man. No, that's great. Yeah, you slayed. I really am looking forward to our classical covers show. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's going to be great. It'll be a ratings hit. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cuts, classical. Oh, my God. Well, I'm actually not that far away from uh, Chris's move here. Um, oh, good God. He's got some Tchaikovsky coming up for us. No, 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 no. It's not that. But Is it more than 77 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It is a, it's a cover of a song that came out. Out in 1966. Uh, this cover is 1973, so it's you know it's a few years difference. But what I like about it is how different it is. So it's a cover of the Love and Spoonful "Summer in the City," which I think is kind of a really interesting, really well crafted pop song. And there's a few different versions of this thing. I got introduced to this when I picked up the Nightmares on Wax album, Night uh, Smoker's Delight, which was one of my favorite kind of like cool, chill out stoner electronic records. It came out in 1995. And I remember hearing the sample on it. And I later got introduced to The Far Side, who I absolutely love. And they sampled this song in Passing Me By, which is another great song. I have heard other covers of the song. I think the Butthole Surfers do a serviceable cover of the song. So it's kind of weird, the different artists that do covers of it. But the version that I love the most is Quincy Jones doing Summer in the City from his album, You've Got It Bad Girl. And I just think this is just one of those uh, really interesting covers. And it just reminds you of how special the original song is and how unique it is. So my pick for Deep Cuts, Lost and Found Round 7, it is Summer in the City by Quincy Jones from You've Got It Bad Girl.
think that wraps up our show, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we got to vote. Yeah, we got to vote. We got to do further listening. We got to do a vote. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, first of all, Tom, what was the name of the album that that was from? The Quincy Jones one? Yeah, the the album is called You've Got a Bad Girl. Uh, Who's the female singer on it? Uh, It's a good question, actually. I don't know the female singer on it. She's really great. The whole record is really good. It's like one of those records that's not that well known in his catalog, but yeah. Quincy Jones never disappoints. Like you go back to his old records and it's just stunning. I just listened to a record that he produced. It was a George Benson record, uh, Bring On The Night. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's hot stuff. That's hot stuff. Man, and it's the only record that he produced with George Benson and nothing else in George Benson's catalog feels like anything like that. And you just realize, my God, it's like with, I think, uh, Derek's little uh, hurl at Michael Jackson. Like Quincy Jones. Uh- yes. So yeah, I got a lot of love for Quincy Jones. Got to pump it up, Quincy Jones. Pump it up the queue. <laughs> Derek loves Quincy Jones. No, I don't. But it actually, it reminds me of, uh, have you heard that um, the album by the Dave Pike set called Got the Feeling? Yeah, I know that record. It kind of reminds me of how groovy that is. That, that's such mm-hmm. a kind of cool, kind of weird record. Indeed. Um, reminds me of how it feels to listen like to that. It's like the Sanford and Son theme <laughs> is, is on that album. Yeah. I feel like, did Lamont play on that? No, Sanford and Son theme is on this album. It's Quincy Jones. That's right. Lamont was too busy hanging out with Rollo. That's true. (laughs) We've lost everyone by this point of the show. Oh, man, this is going to be impossible. (laughs) Let's talk about uh, further listening. So, uh, Derek, have you got a further listening uh, suggestion for the folks? Um, Further covers listening? Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm Something from the 20th century? I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I didn't really think of one. Oh, come on. You don't have anything? So not put the pressure on anyone. Anybody have a covers? Then I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, go ahead, Billy. Okay. But what's the what's the context of further listening? Covers. 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 covers? Yeah. Okay. You can name songs if you want. Go ahead, Billy. It could be like the Carpenter's cover record or whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with Christopher O'Reilly. Do you guys know him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, classical pianist. He did that Radiohead thing. Correct. Yeah. Great Radiohead covers. He does... Two records of Radiohead covers. One's called True Love Waits, and the other one is called... There's one, an OK Computer one, right? Uh, Hold Me to This, I think, is the other one, the second one. He also has a great Elliot Smith cover version. Any relation to Terry O'Reilly? I don't think so. Think of the no. Okay. Terry O'Reilly's great, too. But uh, Chris O'Reilly plays Radiohead and is just fantastic. So I highly recommend both his records. Also, Brad Meldew does great Radiohead covers. Cover records. But his is more of a jazz uh, direction. This is classical. I love it. Chris, any uh, suggestions for... For further listening? I mean, I would say um, and it's not a specific album, but Susie and the Banshees for My Money does two terrific covers with The Passenger and um, yep. Dear Prudence. So, um, I mean, I was on the fence with using either one of those. Yep. So I, I would give a shout out to her. Good call. Excellent. Derek? Uh, I really love the uh, Mary Clayton record, uh, Gimme Shelter. She's the one who did the backup vocals that are so amazing on Gimme Shelter. And she put out a really great record in 1970 called Gimme Shelter that includes that song, you know, as well as a, a bunch of other covers and great stuff. That's a great record. Excellent. Rich, further listening. Uh, I mentioned Billy Jean by Chris Cornell. He does a lot of other good covers, but the one I do want to mention for all you bluegrass fans out there is Green Sky Bluegrass. They do a lot of really trippy covers like Time, Pink Floyd, Day in the Life is a great version. I almost played that tonight, but um, we've been playing a little bit of bluegrass around the house, so I, I recommend the psychedelic bluegrass band, Green Sky Bluegrass. Nice. 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 Who's the guy, um, he was a bluegrass, he's kind of like a new new up-and-comer guy, played the mandolin, he like ended up hosting an NPR show 
uh, Chris something. There was a documentary about him and his band. Somebody help me. Ah, uh, sorry. It's not going to come to me. You're going to have to tune into the Patreon show for the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he took over Prairie Home Companion from that creep. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I, I forget his name. Can we get one of our interns to effort that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he did. They, he and his band did an awesome cover of uh, a Strokes. Mm. What? Like I did a bluegrass version of a Strokes song. That was really good. Get out. I think they did Reptilia. Really? Yeah, it's great. All right. Now, now I need to know. Yeah, you got to see that. Chris Teal? Yeah. As in T-H-I-L-E? Yes. Yes. Thank you. He also does some great Bach versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> that. I know that guy. Yeah. There's also a really smoking acapella version of uh, Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe that I was flirting. I forget the name of the band. I was going to have to do a hard search on it. Right. Tom, you haven't given us your further listening. Yeah. I'm going to suggest an EP put together by Anna Calvi called Strange Weather. And she does covers of FKA Twigs, uh, David Byrne featuring on a Conan Moccasin cover, which is a crazy concept in of itself. And I almost played her cover of Ghost Rider by Suicide, which is a really interesting version. Oh, yeah. And uh, she does a cover of Lady Grinning Soul by David Bowie. It's just a very, she's a very interesting artist and it's a very experimental and, and I think very compelling covers for EP, Strange Weather EP by Anna Calvi. Should we go ahead and do our vote? Is everybody ready to uh, pop their favorite discovery of the week? Yes. Yeah, but you, yeah, you got to remind us of all the uh, selections. Yeah. Yes, this absolutely. This is impossible I know we have Richard tonight. Strauss like, and we've here got... Here we go. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> any of this works. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> Dick this is impossible. All right, so Derek Brain opened it up with uh, The Wedding Present and the Monkey Song Pleasant Valley. Valley Sunday. Rich followed up with Dinosaur Jr. doing a blazing version of The Cure's Just Like Heaven. Bill came in with Afghan Wigs taking on the R&B funk of TLC with the song Creep. Mm. Uh, Chris came in with the Feelies, What Goes On, a Velvet Underground cover. I played Uminsky, a French uh, artist, and uh, their cover or his cover of Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by Daft Punk. Derek played The Breeders, Happiness is a Warm Gun by The Beatles. Rich played Sturgill Simpson in Bloom, a cover of of Nirvana. Billy played Tori Amos, a uh, cover of Lloyd Cole's Rattlesnakes. Chris played Ymir Deodato, a uh, jazz funk artist. Uh, also Sprach Zarathustra, a cover of... The- <laughs> nice. Oh, God, I was waiting for you to say that. Nice job, Friedrich Nietzsche. Nice pronunciation. <laughs> Serkuts. That's the money shot of the show right there. Wunderbar. That's what it was called? <laughs> Good night, everyone. I believe it is Also Sprach Zarathustra from Richard Strauss. In Schuldergung. Excuse me while I wipe my microphone. Yes, and I close the show with Quincy Jones and his cover of Love and Spoonful's Summer in the City. And that is our cover show, round seven of Deep Cuts. Everybody ready to vote? Yes. All right. One, two, three. Hit it. Oh. We have a tie. I don't even know. what is. Uh, everybody wins tonight. I don't think we have a winner. Oh. Everyone's a winner. We have a tie because we got Yuminsky. No, Nash. Wait. French Minsky and uh, oh, we Rich. do. We got a tie. We got two Minks, two Yuminskis. Two Yuminskis, and we got two Zarathustra. So Chris, you and I are, are tied. A couple of Zarathustra. <laughs> French Minsky. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. All right. Congratulations to Tom and Chris for playing the most obscure Mariana Trench. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. So on that note, thank you so much for joining us. It is Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round Seven. We tackled covers this week. I am with my dearest best friends from Nita. 
Needham High School, Derek Brain, Chris Nashawadi, Rich Air, Bill Federko, myself, Thomas Golubich. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We uh, certainly enjoyed our adventure in music sharing, and we enjoyed sharing it with you. We look forward to catching you all next week. That's it. Over and out. Thank you.